So if you have a business, a verified or a creator profile, which hopefully you do by now, you should have access to all of the analytics I'm going to talk about in this lesson. If you're still working with a personal profile, most of what I'm going to talk about in this lesson is not going to apply so much to you just because you're not going to be able to access all of the data we're going to be talking about. Keep in mind too that Instagram only starts measuring and recording this data from the time you switch to a business account. So if you've only recently switched or you're thinking of switching in response to this episode, you might not have an awful lot of information from the past to draw upon, but you can always come back to this in a few weeks once you've established some and dig in then. Likes versus comments. So how do you measure the success on your posts? Most people's instinctive answer right now is really likes. I think because it's visible, it's so easy to track. And for a lot of us, it's still public, although they're slowly trying to remove that for us. But if we press pause for a minute and consider the difference between the two, a like is a split second action. It's a double tap that we can drop without really having to engage at all with the content or with the caption that's below it. Likes are also one of the most algorithm dependent metrics. A post that hits something like explore or is pushed out onto lots and lots of home feeds will automatically garner a greater number of likes, even if people aren't really spending any time on the content. And what's interesting to note is that comments are not always directly proportional to that. Compared to a like, a comment is actually a really big investment of someone's time. Somebody stopped on your picture, they opened it to comments, if they were browsing via Explore or something they wouldn't have displayed straight away, and then they stopped and typed out their own. Usually this means that they've read your caption too, and to my mind it represents a much more authentic and invested level of engagement. So some useful things to track. All the things I'm going to talk about you will be able to find in your account under insights, it should be under content and then posts. And I tend to set it to look at the last six months for all types of posts. But depending on how active you've been, it might be more useful for you to just look at the past three months or you might want to go wider and look at the previous 12. When analysing any of the things I'm going to talk about, keep in mind that there are always factors beyond our control also in play. Things like the weather, network connection, fate, good fortune, even things like the global pandemic. So we're looking for general trends and things to further explore with some open-minded curiosity instead of hard and fast rules or anything to judge ourselves on. So thinking about impressions and likes, if you compare all of your posted content in the past six months and sort it by impressions, and then all of your posted content for the past six months sorted by likes, so you're seeing what made it to the top for each of those two metrics. Posts that get a lot of impressions tend to be hitting explore, or be being pushed out further by Instagram, maybe making it to that top hashtag page under a number of hashtags. So what do the top posts for you under impressions have in common? Thinking about things like click appeal, recognizable objects, often there's a really clear pattern when you bring up the past six months of all content sorted by impressions. You could also look at 12 months. For me, it's really consistently things like windows. I've seen people who it's always their flower pictures, some people who it's always pictures of their face. Remember though that posts that get significantly more impressions than likes, so something that's right at the top for that impressions sorting but doesn't appear in your like sorting until much further down, tend to be posts that are being shown to an awful lot of people but they're not stopping to actively engage. And posts that do well for both likes and impressions are kind of a bit of a holy grail. The next one to look at is save. So if you look at all of your posted content in the past six months sorted by saved, most saved. And this is a great measure of where your value really is. Users tend to save posts that are offering something that they want to keep hold of 
or maybe return to at a future date. Also, many of us will save posts from accounts that we maybe want to revisit but don't want to follow for one reason or another. And that doesn't have to be personal. Maybe you just have a rule that you don't follow commercial accounts, for example, but you want to keep track of a product. And in this way, a save can be almost as valuable as a follow. It's like the next best thing, especially for product and service-based businesses. And I think this is the most important reason not to go back and mass delete or archive too many of our posts, because you never know when that connection might want to be revisited by somebody. I know I've certainly gone back through my saved posts looking for something very specific that I remember, only to find it's been deleted, it's no longer there, and my connection to that account is no longer there and I can't find them again. And of course, ultimately, a follow offers us a better chance to make that sustained connection over a period of interactions and posts. But the more algorithms control how frequently our content actually reaches our followers, any share that we're making that prompts people to bookmark and return to later is a super valuable asset and definitely worth taking note of. Plus, of course, the number of saves is likely to have an impact on overall reach for a post as well because of the algorithm, which we'll look at in a little more detail shortly. And as I said, it's a great indicator of value. We can often look at what people are saving as some of our most useful content and think about ways to create more of that. Comments. So as I've said, comments are arguably more important than likes as a measure of engagement. So it can be kind of illuminating to compare our most liked posts with our most commented. So if you sort by six months comments, all of your content, what was it about the post at the top of that that attracted so many comments? Do you think it was the image or was it the topic in the caption? And how can you recreate this or explore it further or take people deeper into that conversation? Website clicks, often overlooked, but knowing which posts you're sharing drive the most people over to your website for more information or to take direct action is incredibly useful. What did you say in your caption that prompted it? How can you explore that further? Look as well for profile visits as a result of a post. What is it that's making people want to know more about you? Did you mention something that's going on in your life, perhaps, or in your business that made people want to go and check out your page and find out more? And stories. In just the same way as all of this, we can analyse our stories' performance under insights, content, and go to stories. You can also look at individual story slides in your archive and see how they performed in there as well. The most valuable insights for stories tend to be reach versus impressions and replies, as well as link swipes if you have that feature available. And in all of these things, all we're looking for is trends, we're looking for patterns, we're looking for things that we might want to explore further, repeat, lean into. Plus, I also think it's a great opportunity to celebrate all the things we're doing well. It's very easy to get caught up in the things that aren't going our way or the things that are dropping off from time to time. So sorting our content and looking at how well we're doing and the growth we're experiencing can be really rewarding as well. 